0: Today's episode, we're going to be covering the Sweet 7 and a couple other things that I want to look forward to on this amazing Sunday afternoon, a couple hours before game time. Um, Just really going to be mainly talking about some of these games and what I hope to see. And uh, we got a lot to go over in a little short amount of time. Let's get it. So, thank you for stopping in uh we're gonna be going over um what i do i call it the sweet seven i pick seven games from the schedule um on sunday's games just sunday so it's more should be probably called sunday sweet seven um but i pick seven games on sunday um and go against the spread and pick which one i would go with um we're gonna start game number seven we're gonna go dolphins and chargers it's got miami as three-point favorites um, the couple of things that I really want to focus on whenever I'm picking this game is that, number one, the Chargers' defense has been terrible. Um, since they lost Joey Bosa, they are almost non-existent on defense. I don't know if um, his just his entire presence has completely evaporated whatever, like if he was just like the backbone of that defense or what, um, but... It's kind of carried through onto the offense. Justin Herbert has looked like a very middle-of-the-road quarterback this year, and it's very disappointing because um, I've said it a couple times. He's my fantasy football quarterback this year, and it's not its not been a very good year for him. I know that he's been missing Mike Williams and Keenan Allen for most of the year, um, but it just you'd think that somebody that in the past couple years has been just flinging that thing all over the place, you'd think he'd be able to use, you know, they got talent still. Um, Dolphins are coming off of a, a loss and, um, they got beat down. The Niners just bloodied their lip, bloodied their nose, like just ran it down their throat, smacked them around a little bit. Their offense just kind of went flat, other than Tyreek Hill. Um, they just really didn't look very good. They got beat up a little bit. So, um, I'm looking for the Dolphins to really just pull out all stops in this game because in that division with the Bills that they got, Bills, Patriots, and Jets, they have to win. Um, And Chargers are kind of already out of it. I don't really feel like they're – even their spirit's into it, to be honest with you. When I watch them play, it's like they – at the end of the game, they're just like – it seems like they're not really playing for anything. Like they they lose games every week, it seems like, by one possession at the end of the game. They just – i don't know i don't get it so um it's got miami as three point favorites and i think the dolphins probably win by 10 um the chargers will probably put up a fight most of the game or try to you know justin herbert will try to you know drive down the field and score a few times at the end of the game but i just i don't even think it's going to be close um i think dolphins are going to want to try to prove that last week was just a fluke and that uh They're really in this game for real, for real. So I'm going to go on ahead, um, even though Miami's got three points and they're the away team, um, I'd still take the Dolphins because I think they're not only going to win, but they're going to win by definitely more than three. I think it's going to be seven to ten on that one. You know, these next two games that I picked, uh, games five and six, Um, I'm going to do it at the same time because I think they kind of coexist with each other. Um, Game six is the Browns and Bengals, and game five is the Ravens-Steelers just because they're all in the same division. And these games, these two games today, affect their playoff race more than almost the whole entire season. So that's why I like when it comes down to this final stretch, um, just kind of seeing how everything affects each other. Um, The Browns and Bengals— Um, I'm going to kind of skip, even though I've got it at game six, um, I'm going to start on the Ravens Steelers, um, because the Ravens are leading the division. Um, Steelers are at home and they're two point favorites. The reason why is Lamar Jackson's not playing. Um, but if the Ravens lose, the Steelers win, um, it kind of starts to even balance everybody in the division out. Um, Ravens without Lamar are not built to win because they. It's, it's weird though because you would think before you pay somebody that if they go out, you've got a bunch of talent around them because they still haven't paid Lamar or anything yet. Um, and so that's what's really strange about it is that their defense has given up huge leads. Um, at the beginning of the season, I really think they should have been like 8 or 9 and 0 oh, um, because they've had massive leads against the Dolphins. I think they were up like 38 to 17 and lost that game. Like, you gotta have, like, and I just don't understand what or why is going on there, but without Lamar, um, this Steelers team has got some grit now. Um, Pickett's starting to come along. Um, Kenny uh, Kenny Pickett and uh, George Pickens is starting to come along also. Uh, last week, um, he was throwing a fit on the sideline because he literally only had, like, two targets. And uh, dude's a monster. Since they traded Claypool... I thought he was going to be a little bit more of the part of the offense than he was. Um, but he was freaking out on the sideline, letting everyone know, hey, uh, get me that ball. Like, let me get the ball in my hands. Let me do, let me, let me go out here and, you know, rough these people up a little bit. And uh, the coach didn't have a problem with it at all. He said, shoot, we probably need 40 George Pickens on this team, you know, whenever, um, even in a win. You know, everyone, you know, wanting to get out there and do their thing. He's like, we need some heart. We need, you know, that's why I like Tomlin. Tomlin knows how to handle these diva receivers like Antonio Brown and Mike Williams. And, um, you know, he he literally, like, it's weird how Steelers literally draft awesome receiver after awesome receiver after awesome receiver after awesome receiver. Um, So... It's got Pittsburgh at home favored by two points. I think um, they're going to win by more than two. I picked the Steelers. I think they'll probably win it close, and it'll probably be, come down to four to seven. Um, but I, I think the Steelers not just win, but win on the spread also. And that kind of jumps into the Browns game, Browns and Bengals. Um, for some reason, the Browns just have the Bengals number. I don't know what it is. Um, but even with Baker Mayfield, he's undefeated. Whenever he was in, the, uh, whenever he was in Cleveland against the Bengals, um, it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. Um, but I think you know Cincinnati being favored by five and a half at home, um, Deshaun Watson I think shrugs off a little bit more of that rust last week. He went back to Texans, so it was like, could you imagine that? This not playing for two years, getting traded to a new team, going through everything that he went through. And then stepping into your old stadium game one after not playing for 700 days? That's wild. Um, It's literally like a storybook thing. And I think this week he walks in, plays the Bengals really, really tough. I'm not sure if the Bengals have Joe Mixon back or not. I think that affects him not that Pirine's not good. But that Browns defense and that Browns run game is no joke. And I think we see a little bit more of the old Deshaun Watson um uh, Browns win, beat the Bengals, knocked the Bengals down a little bit. The Steelers win and beat the Ravens and knocked them down a little bit. And we're looking at almost a four-way tie. um, And that really benefits the Browns moving forward because they got an amazing run game. And they got Deshaun Watson back. So if they can kind of pull into this playoff race, literally, I mean, the sky's the limit for the Browns. Um, you know, I just I really think that uh the Browns, if they can win, um I I don't know if I really want them to win, but I know they're gonna cover that spread. Five and a half. Um Bengals normally win close games anyway. So even if the Bengals do win, I don't think they cover the five and a half. Um so I'm gonna take the Browns in this one. Um the next one that I've got is the Vikings and the Lions. It's got Detroit as two-point favorites at home against the ten and two Vikings. Um Everyone seems to be on this Vikings, um, sup, like they're just fluky wins. I don't give a shit if you're winning by an inch or a mile, a win's a win. If in the NFL you can find a way to be 10 and two, you're a pretty good team. Yeah, they got blown out by the Cowboys. Yeah, they got beat by the Eagles, but look at who those teams are. They're in the top five in my power rankings, both of them. So, um, you know, I, I can't really blame the Vikings for, you know, losing and Kirk Cousins just... For some reason, his kryptonite is the Dallas Cowboys. And I don't know what it is about that. Um, but it's the Detroit Lions. And until the Lions, like, do, like, have an amazing season, like, you know, give me a 13-3 and season. Or I guess now it would be 14-3. and uh, Until they give me a, some sort of playoff run, um, consistency, you can't win three games and consider, like, oh, they're, they've arrived. I don't believe it. Like, yeah, they've, I mean... Jared Goff is Jared Goff. I mean, their offense is good. um, But I really do think it's the run game that really benefits them the most. They've got Amon Ra. Um, I just, you know, I I like their offense. Their defense is just suspect. They honestly should have won a bunch of those games at the beginning of the year. Uh, Maybe they're coming on strong now down the stretch and starting to put the defense together. Um, Let me see it. Beat the Vikings, and then we'll talk. I'm going to go in ahead and take the Vikings. I think the Vikings are going to win this game by 10+. plus. I think Justin Jefferson has a huge game. Yeah, he got shut down a little bit um, last time that they played. But I just, I don't see the Lions having a good game. I just, I don't see it. Don't believe it. Um, show me. You know, I'm kind of one of those people that's like, let me look at what it is. Let me see it for real. Don't talk about hopes, ifs, maybes, all that kind of stuff. What is it really? And the Lions are the Lions. And the Vikings are 10-2. and The Like, your record, like... There's an old saying, your record is what you say you, you know, your record is what you are. Like, you you can't, like, you're 10-2 for a reason. You have a, you know, losing record for a reason. You know, whatever it is, wherever you're at, you're that team for a reason, you know. So that's why I really do believe the 10-2 and 2 Vikings come out here, they handle business, they go on the road, they handle the business, and uh, they not just win this game. Um, But I think that uh, they end up winning by about 10. Um, I think that Cook and Jefferson light them up. Game number three. So this is a weird one for me because um, I picked the Chiefs and the Broncos for game number three. And the weird thing about the Chiefs is they seem to always win but never cover the spread. uh, Especially when they're heavily favored. Um, But... I just, I had to take this game uh, on the schedule because um, I heard a couple things, or I read a couple things this week on uh, the Broncos. They literally, no lie, they reportedly have talked about inside the locker room that their season is a success if they can beat the Chiefs. Now... They'd be something like 11 and 1 if they scored at least 18 points every game this season. It's just a dramatic, dramatic flop or fall off a cliff or whatever you want to call it for Russell Wilson's performance this year. Like, literally, I am so blown away every single week. When this guy goes out there and looks the way he does, misses wide open receivers, doesn't even look their way, doesn't know, like it's it's wild. Like, and every week I'm just like expecting Russ to like do something. Like, dude, come on, bro, you're a Super Bowl champion. Should have won two, and. Like, I watched him beat my Niners over and over and over again, scroll, like, scrambling out to the left, rolling back out to the right, doing little spin moves, juking back and forth, and then flinging it behind his back 50 yards down the field to a wide open Tyler Lockett. Like, I've seen it week after week after week after week after week after week whenever he was in Seattle. So I just I don't understand. Is the. Coaching staff that bad? Is Russell Wilson that bad? Is the just combination that bad? I don't know, but it sucks. And like when I hear that team is so, like they're bad, 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 bad. Last week they lost to a backup quarterback in the at the Ravens. And they scored nine points. Like the team that beat you scored 10 and you can't win? 10 to 9. You lose 10 to 9. Like, I just, I don't understand it. Like, they're literally the, like, and this is, I just talked about What I don't understand is, like, the Miami Dolphins, they put up 40. They literally put up, like, 25 points in the the end of the, the third quarter and the fourth quarter, 25. Like, you can't put up more than nine all game? Blow it up. And for you to think that you're going to go out here against the Chiefs and even make it competitive, I don't believe it. Mahomes has got a kind of tough challenge. That defense is legit. The Broncos, you know, for them to, at this point, be like 11-1 or whatever. I've read some article. If they had scored 18 points in their games, they'd be 11-1 and one right now. That defense is balling out. But for you to think that you're going to go and beat the Chiefs, I I don't believe it. I don't believe it. So it's like, it's an interesting thing because I feel like I'm setting myself up for failure. This one's probably going to be the one that I put a star next to. Um, This one's going to be the one that I'm going to pay a little bit more attention to than normal because I don't really like Chiefs games, to be honest. Um, And I definitely, I like the Broncos. They're, um, you know, both of those teams kind of have a little place in my heart. My grandpa, my family are a lot of Chiefs fans. This area is a lot of Chiefs fans. Um, but I lived in Denver for a while at season tickets for a couple years. Um, you know, so the Broncos I took the Broncos as my AFC West winner. And like they're just literally the biggest disappointment of the whole season for me. Um, I just I don't understand it. And for you to say if you beat the Chiefs, it's your season's success is absolute horseshit. And like I just I can't get behind that mentality. I can't get behind that thought process, like how in the world could you be getting your ass kicked week in and week out and be like, oh, well, we have a losing record. We are doing terrible, but if we win in this game, we beat the Chiefs. Our season's a success. That's such a loser mentality. It's trash. It's absolute trash. And so I don't think it's going to be close. I don't think that the Broncos are going to be able to score enough points. Um, I watch the Broncos struggle on offense week in and week out. I think the defense is really – I mean – what like? Mahomes put up a couple touchdowns and the score is fourteen to zero. You really think they're going to keep trying the way that they should? I think it's going to be. Um, I'm kind of going with Vegas on this one. I hate taking the Chiefs against a big spread because they normally don't cover. Um, but I'm going to take the Chiefs um, by twenty-one. Um, I don't know what the deal is with the Broncos. I hope they figure it out in the off season, but they do not put it together against the Chiefs. I repeat, they do not. Put it together against the Chiefs in any way. I see it probably being something like 38-9. to I doubt that the Broncos even score a touchdown because they just are inept on offense. Um, Game two, the Jets and the Bills. Um, The Jets won last time in a brutal game. Um, Zach Wilson hasn't really even played uh, since then. He played the next week in the Patriots and then got benched after putting up two yards in the second half. um, I think that last time the Bills played the Jets, Mike White threw four interceptions, and it probably happens again today. Um, Buffalo's favored by 10 at home. Um, I think the Bills have a revenge game to give the Jets a loss, and I don't think it matters if the Jets played Mike White, Mike Red, Mike Blue. It doesn't matter. I think um, the Bills are going to be the ones to win probably by 17. Josh Allen's been... Playing a lot better, not turning it over as much, and I think they've really been starting to key in on uh, James Cook, which is about time. Um, excited to see this game. This one's going to be one that I want to watch. Um, I think Buffalo probably wins by twenty. Um, they've been putting it together on both sides. The one thing it really sucks: Von Miller's out, uh, done for the season. But that defense is loaded. Uh, the offense is loaded. I think that it ends up coming down to um, literally the Jets just not having Brees Hall um, and Mike White. I think he's just in over his head against this defense. Um, I take the Bills to win by 20. Okay, none of that. Uh, But for real, though, the game of the week that I pick is the Bucks and the Niners. Um, you know, this game has so much hype and storyline to it with Tom Brady coming back to his hometown, um, the Niners reportedly, uh, turning him down for a trade request just because, uh, they didn't think that he was still going to have it at this age in his career. Um, you know, but he's coming back. Um, he really needs a win <clears throat> after that Monday night comeback with that, you know, him, Tom Brady doing Tom Brady things on Monday night. Um, having a short week and having to fly literally half all the way across the country um, to San Fran, um, Santa Clara, and uh, play the Niners, who just absolutely beat down the Miami Dolphins. Um, We got a new quarterback, um, Brock Purdy, who came in for Jimmy G. It's our third quarterback. Um, We lost Trey Lance after five quarters, lost Jimmy G last week. Um, Now we got a rookie drafted at the very last pick of the seventh round. Um out of Iowa State. Uh the one thing that I like about Brock Purdy though is that he did stay in college and play all four years. So got a lot of experience, you know. Um, just not at this level. Um, but Shanahan's gonna put him in a good position. They've got the Niners as three and a half point favorites. Um, and that's what's kind of deceiving to me because this game I feel like is gonna be really close. I think it's going to come down to the end, and I think the Niners win. Um, what scares me is I'm not 100% sure if they win by more than three. Um, I'm picking it by seven because I'm a Niners fan, and I'm picking Niners to win. Um, I normally... I, I won't bet against my team. I won't bet like place any bets on my team. That's why I like these sweet sevens is because I can make my picks and see how they do. Um, but if I was... You know, doing a parlay or doing anything like that, I'd never pick my team because for some reason it's like a jinx. Um, anytime I've ever done that, it's never paid off well. So I'm I want to, I pick the Niners to win by about seven or eight. Um that's what I think they're gonna win by, seven to eight. Um that's whenever I was just looking at it and you know, doing a little score prediction. Um I think it's gonna be like the Niners 27 um to about 20 um that's really honestly what i you know maybe 19 27 19 27 20 somewhere around there um i just think the niners have so many weapons and with the great coaching staff i just think that we kind of take advantage of a you know the defense just thing that scares me if we can't get the run game going we got to lean on brock purdy a little bit too much but the reason why i'm still taking the niners to win is because the niners defense is number one in every category there's statistically, when you look at them in every rundown at this point in the season, the closest comparison has been the eighty-five Bears. Um, first in literally every single category, and it's um, it's impressive. You know, we got uh, Nick Bosa going for Defensive Player of the Year. Him and Micah Parsons are right there. I think this game is going to make a big difference on who wins that defensive player of the year. I really want to see Nick Bosa get a couple more sacks. I want to see this defense step up and shut them down because they've had trouble scoring. They were at three points against the Saints until the last four minutes. Um, so I, the Bucks haven't been able to get a run game going. Um, it's made them a little bit one-dimensional. Um, and I think against our offense and our defense combined just the totality, um, I think that we win 27 20. I'm going to take the Niners against the spread, even though it makes me a little nervous that the spreads three and a half. If it was three, I'd be really confident. Um, but I hope this is a great game. Um, literally all these games this week really are coming down to the playoff matchups, coming down to the wire on who's going to make it in and who's not. You got to have great performances now, or you're going to be watching in a couple weeks because the season's wrapping up in a few weeks. So, um these games are more important than the games in september so let's see good games now because it's not just about who makes it in the playoffs if you have a hot streak coming down the stretch that's normally who wins it um so i want to say uh have a great uh sunday afternoon i um, gonna kind of wrap up here in just a second Before I let you go, uh, I just want to say, go Niners. Have a great Sunday. Have a great, enjoy your time with your family, watching football, whatever it is you do on a Sunday. And until next time, when I take you to the land of six, have a great day.